Holy shit, it's deja vu. Two shows in one night. Guess what, guys? It's last call on Jared Goff for the waiver show. It's time for Garbage Time. Even when our schedules were interrupted, who says we don't push the content out up to you guys? Welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football tonight for the second time tonight. It's me and Ryan Warner bringing you Garbage Time Fantasy Football. How are you doing for the second time tonight, Ryan? I'm doing great. You know, we just we just did a marathon, but we are ready for round two because we're dedicated, unlike some other person that we know. Mmm, someone named Ron Seymour. That's weird how your face just keeps showing up on that screen. You do it intentionally. (laughs) Don't worry, guys. Ron will be back, I'm sure, on some future shows. He's a... Dealing with some stuff at home as uh, it's our resident JJ. And I know that JJ is the favorite podcaster of some people on some other shows. Well, he's probably the favorite by most, if we're being honest. But it's fine. Yeah, probably the most, at least, fantasy educated, I would think. I know he's definitely in favor of Adams. I'm just a little jealous, but it's fine. Yeah, someone who's in the heckling fandom, too. Guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show. We also love your comments below. You can leave those live comments for this waiver show right here on the show. We will answer them live on the show. You can also do it in the comments if you're watching after the fact or listening after the fact. Make sure to leave us voice and hate mails at www.garbagetimeff.com. That'll allow you to join the heckling fandom and we will play your voicemails live on the show, whether they are just talking shit or you actually have legitimate questions for us. Christian does it for us all the time. We'd like to hear some more voices besides him whining about how he's just falling farther and farther down the fantasy rankings in our main league. I I will say too, like since we allowed him to join our league, he's been slacking a little bit. Yeah. What's going on? Voicemails. I mean, Christian, you can't multitask. Like, Sleeping on the job, man. I know, absolutely. You see, you throw the man a bone and he just, you know, forgets to do his job. You start to include him a little bit and then he stops trying. Yeah, what the hell, Christian? Where is the voicemails? You need to set an example for the rest of the heckling fandom and actually leave us a voicemail so more people actually do it, Christian. Get on your game, man. Just because we included you in our group doesn't mean you can just take the rest of the season off. Yeah, I mean, and the only way that they're going to be able to actually see you if they're listening in audio formats, which is on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn, Christian, is if you leave those voicemails. You see why I transitioned there, Ryan? That was pretty good. I like it. That's smooth. Yeah, no, that was an absolute smooth transition. Guys, we're also live on Twitch and Twitter. And, Ryan, there's there's something that we're giving away, right? Yeah, we're giving away a card of some sort, right? Yeah, and, you know, I think Christian can even win this card if he uh, left us a five-star review, Correct. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of BS that Christian's allowed to apply, but I'm not. But, yes, you can get a signed autograph Miles Sanders card who ruined my fantasy season two years ago. And all you That guy right there. Do, yes, all you have to do is like an episode, subscribe to our channel, leave us a preferably five-star review on Apple, but it can be a one if you 
or a Grinch. And comment below saying I've joined the Heckling Fandom. Hashtag Go Patriots. How many episodes are you going to say that in a row? All of them. Such a pain in the ass. And yeah, Christian, you told me that you have another segue into that awful fantasy league that you joined where there seems to be a lot of shenanigans going on too. Yeah. So we'd like to hear the third rendition of that story. So leave that voice down for our Thursday show. We'd yeah. really like to hear it from you. I need an update. Like I'm hooked at this point. Yeah. And you messaged me today saying that there's an update. So give us part three for Thursday. The heckling fandom is demanding that they hear it. I will do a Thursday episode, Christian, as long as there's a voicemail from you. Don't let the heckling fandom down, Christian. You are the heckling fandom. Yes. And don't worry, Adam. I'm thinking your favorite podcaster, JJ, will probably be back for Thursday. Maybe. Adam. Adam. All right, you ready for the waivers? Let's do it. We are switching roles now that Ryan got the recap show in. It is my time to put him on the hot button and ask him about the waiver players this week. Let's do it. So what position do you want to start off with, Ryan? Do you want to do the quarterbacks? Yeah, we'll do the, the good old QBs. Stars of the show? Yeah. So as we let off with <laughs> the title of the show, it is definitely last call on Jared Goff. So he had over 300 yards again, but for some reason, people just don't buy it. Jared Goff owned in a little bit of more than half league. So, again, is Jared Goff your top QB for waivers this week, Ryan Warner? What else you put on here? I don't know if I'm – you know what? I'm part of that other half. I don't know if I'm fully sold on him yet. He's really? Had, let me see. One, two – He's had three finishes this season where he finished QB1. Definitely a viable streamer, though. A viable streamer, and I would say, I mean, probably a QB2 lead super flats. You could do it. Um, and not only that, we're talking about a week where you're definitely missing a lot of fantasy viable quarterbacks in week 14. He's going up against the Minnesota Vikings who give up a lot of yards. So tell me how he's not your top option this week. Um. So we're talking just this week? Is that what we're doing? And going forward, he's at least viable, I think, as a spot on your bench. All right. I will put him as my top option this week. My top option for the rest of the season, if he starts all season, is Mike White. But Mike White, as we talked about in our previous show, has a brutal upcoming match. Just um, one. So I will go... Yeah, Jared Goff probably has the best matchup for the waiver quarterbacks we'll cover this episode, but still not sold on him. Um, I'll, I'll put him at QB2. Okay. And we also talked about uh, Tyler Huntley, who I, in the recap episode, said I am sold on because of the rushing upside. He's playing the Steelers this week. So what do you think is his fantasy upside, in your opinion, Ryan? Yeah, and to my point that I just mentioned, like, 10 minutes ago. He still finished as QB 15. So he was like a borderline QB one in a game against a tough defense that, he, and it was a game he didn't even start. So I, ch I changed my answer. I, I want Huntley over Jared Goff. Really? Yep. Yep. I think I'd much rather have Jared Goff, but I like Huntley's upside this week. I do. 
I think you can play him. Rushing man. You're all about the Russian quarterback, right? Yes, even though I don't own any of them. Okay, and can you tell me why Daniel Jones is only owned in 59% of leagues, considering he's been pretty good for fantasy football? I think I think people just might be me like me, and I don't understand where he's throwing it. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. He has nobody. Like he has nothing, yet he still is ranked QB eleven. Has, but what he does is like, so he again only has, like, but he actually has one, two. I mean, come on, weeks. come on, Richie isn't terrible. Four four weeks as a QB one, um, but he's just stayed relatively consistent. And Slayton is kind of underrated. He's been pretty good the last few weeks for fantasy, just saying. And Daniel Jones got Bellinger back, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I do think that's a big help. Um, But, yeah, with a brutal Week 14 bye coming up. um, But he does have a really hard Philadelphia defense he's going to be facing. Yep. That's also true. So, would you pick Daniel Jones and sit him on your bench for the playoffs or what? Possibly, because then he has Washington, Minnesota, and Indianapolis. Decent matchups. That is a strong uh, playoff push, if you, especially in super flat sleeps. All right. After that is Mike White, who you listed as a top option for quarterbacks for the fantasy playoffs, and I very much agree with you up to this point. Yes. Week 15, he's going up against Detroit. Uh, is he going to survive this upcoming week, though? and still be the starter of the Jets at that point? I mean, so you know the Jets better than me, obviously. We got to assume obviously. that like, the Jets are going to temper their expectations. Like, if he struggles against the Bills, they're going to be like, well, it's the Bills. I mean, I don't I don't know if a poor performance against the Bills would be enough to get him benched and bring in Zach Wilson again. I agree with that sentiment, and I think they're going to ride him for the rest of the season. Um Robert Sala has come out in some of these press conferences and said that, no, we still plan on playing Zach at some point this season. Well, guess what? When you have 500 yards of offense and Zach Wilson can't even get you 100, it's not viable. It's not realistic, and it's coach talk. However, we still believe in our guy, and maybe we'll see if we have something in him next year. So look for Mike White to play out the rest of the season, and he's going to be fantasy viable right on the edge of QB1. But for this upcoming week, Jared Goff is the best option if you need to get into the playoffs. There is a debate, though, long-term, that Mike White is a better option because of his sweet playoff run with Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. Agreed. Yes. Yep. Anything else about Mike White you'd like to mention? I I just think, again, like another reason why – you got to think what it would do to that – wide receiver room if you brought Zach Wilson back in. I mean, those guys are having the time of their lives out there right now. They may flip out. <laughs> Wilson's numbers are insane. So, yeah, no, I like White for the rest of the season. I do. When your tight end is wearing Mike White shirts and you're wearing your opposing tight end shirts too, that just tells you there's a camaraderie there and his play, his teammates believe in him. Yes. I, I have no doubt he finishes out the season as the quarterback. All right, other mentionable names here on this list, and I want to get your opinion on all of them. Are any of them streamable this upcoming weekend? Are you looking at any of them? Heineke, 
Mariota, which is a favorite of Ron Seymour's that I always bring up. He hates when I bring up his name in Tannehill. So Hennessy, I mean, um, Mariota has a bye week. Hennessy has a bye week. Um, then who is the other one you said? Tannehill? Yes, sir. With depleted weapons, might I say. Tannehill has Jacksonville, but I don't like Tannehill either. I think that's going to be a Derrick Henry revenge game after a very poor performance. Um, really the only one that I'm like, yeah, he's worth a look would be Marcus Mariota has a bye week this upcoming week, but then he has New Orleans, Baltimore, and Arizona. And listen, for the week 14 waiver wire, not tons of huge options here, but you have to start prepping for your playoffs. And that's why we're going to talk about some defenses today too. And you may want to consider start to start stacking up good matchups with that too. So you have to consider that with your QB twos and your defenses. Yes, you know, or, he's already played New Orleans. Or you can always go with the strategy. What? Go ahead and say what you were saying. Uh, Mariota has New Orleans week fifteen. Already played him once in week one. Finished as quarterback thirteen. Um, Baltimore we know can be thrown on. Arizona can be thrown on. Um, so after weeks fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen, Mariota has a very nice schedule. So you definitely consider him as a streamer. Yes. Okay. Any other quarterbacks that aren't on this list that you'd like to mention? Um, Let me think here. You know, I predicted Matt Jones to be a quarterback 12 at the start of the year. He's <laughs> quarterback 29, so he's got to have a huge game coming up, right? Like, he's got a minimum, like, three consecutive 50-point games to hit my prediction. So, Are you predicting uh, that take to be on the cold takes episode? Yes, 100%. It's going to be there. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. JJ, start getting that clip ready. Go find it. All right, Ryan, what position would you like to move to next? And by the way, guys, that was a joke. Do not add Mac Jones to your roster. No, don't. Don't do that. So Let's go go to tight ends. You're going to make me go all the way down to the bottom of my list because you're an asshole, huh? Yes. Let's do that. Greg Goltage, as we already mentioned in the last episode, Pretty impressive. Eight targets, 85 yards, and 14.5 fantasy points. And this next matchup is against the Kansas City Chiefs. So what is the outlook for Greg Dolchich? And he's obviously the top tight end pickup on the week, correct? Yeah, obviously. When you look at season-long rankings, he's not very high, but he also missed the first five weeks of the season. Um, Has been a tight end one every week other than two. As a rookie. Um, as a rookie, and they are coming out and saying they're going to make an effort to give him the ball more. I think he is a solid pickup. Okay, and what are your thoughts on a name I'm going to grind my teeth with because this will be on my cold takes episode. Evan Ingram, 43% rostered, but seems to be a viable streamer all season. So what's your thoughts on Evan Ingram this upcoming yeah, week? Not a bad, not bad for a guy that's supposed to be riding the bench all season. That's what I thought. Um, He's, he's not in tight end one range, which is what I may have predicted. He's coming in at tight end 15, um, but does have a favorable matchup against Tennessee. Um, So definitely a streamable option there, but then has three pretty tough defensive matchups. He's got Dallas jets and Houston who actually holds tight ends pretty well which is surprising. It's probably because they leave all the wide receivers open. Um, so I do like him for week 14, though. What's your thoughts on uh, the return of Daniel Bellinger for the Giants? Yes, yeah, so we talked about him briefly on the last episode. 
uh, finished tight end 15 last week, his first week back, but got five targets, five receptions for only 24 yards, but the targets were there. Um, but it does make me nervous that they're facing a very difficult Philadelphia defense. Yeah, I, I kind of agree to that sentiment too, but Bellinger seems to be a favorite of Daniel Jones's, and I think he could still do all right. He's a safety blanket for his quarterback, and I mildly like him going forward. In PPR, I think in non-PPR, his value is like minimal, mm-hmm. but PPR strictly because of, like you said, the number of targets he will get. Absolutely. All right, what's your thoughts on uh, Tyler Conklin going up against Buffalo this week? Uh, obviously a safety blanket there for – whoever the Jets quarterback is going to be. But do you like Tyler Conklin for this upcoming week? I don't. Um, so since, since, I mean, since the bye week even, um, when did he take over? When did Mike White take over? Mike White took over two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So that was, was that after the New England game? Yeah, it was after Zach Wilson's atrocious performance against the Patriots. Yeah, so he finished tight end 15, tight end 36, um, has a brutal game up against Buffalo. Yeah, I just don't like him. I think I think against defenses that can be had, he's going – Mike White's going to throw it to everybody else. It feels like his check down as opposed to the tight end is the running backs, and that's the yeah. style Mike White plays in. So yep. look for the receivers and the running backs to have decent games. Uh, when they did beat Buffalo, the running backs had – Pretty good games. And I think Zonovan Knight could have a pretty good game against the Buffalo Bills. Yep, but I am fading the Jets' tight end position. That's fair. Uh, any other tight ends not on my short list that you'd like to bring up, Ryan Warner? Let's see. Let's see really quick. We don't want to talk about my one guy that I can't even remember how to say his name. <laughs> um. No. Nope, I'm good. Well, you might as well bring up his name. Just trying um, to pronounce it again. I mean, he's worth talking about, I guess, but I don't believe in him. She, she goes in a cone clue. I'm gonna have to look up how they say this that. This shit makes great content. Um, and what team does he play for? He is placed for the Titans, led the team in receptions last week, uh, in receiving yards. I don't know about our receptions. Why don't you uh, tell the Heckley fandom how to spell that so they can look that up on their sleep wrap? <laughs> Uh, dude, I don't even know if I got the spelling right, but the last name, O-K-O-N-K-W-L. Okay. And he's a tight end for the Titans. Yes. And what percentage of plays did he play? Was it over 60%? Yes. So he falls into that quote-unquote athletic tight end that you need to keep an eye on. I am not interested in him, but Ryan seems to mildly like him. Yeah. What's what's your prediction for him this week? Um, I'll say nine point three two points. Would you play him over Evan Ingram? No. Daniel Bellinger. Mm, yes. No. no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> So indecisive on that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be your new favorite tight end. Yep. Let's get real. Nobody can beat all Hawkinson. Hawkinson's your boy. Right? But, like, justified, no? Big Hawkinson guy. It's like Hawkinson, Fryermuth. I think I mentioned Fryermuth, like, every episode. I mean, you have so, to, right? I can't help it. 
All right, running backs or wide receivers? Uh, let's go running backs. All right. I talked about him and gloated about him last episode. Zonovan Knight, again, performed very well. 90 yards, five receptions for 28. Uh, has established himself to have quite a role in that running back room, even with Carter potentially coming back this week. So, again, I wanted to get your opinion on his waiver viability. Is he the top running back, or is there other names on this list that you prefer over him? I think so. And just looking on the sleeper app, just to show how well he has done, his ownership has shot up 77%. He is at 81% ownership after previous weeks. Um, So he might not even be on your um, waivers, but definitely flex value going forward, I think. Uh, Was averaging six yards per carry against Minnesota and then had another five receptions, so PPR value as well. Um, Even with Carter coming back, I think he he is definitely a solid flex value. Absolutely. So what you're saying is, is you may have missed the boat on him. You may have. Yes. Yep. And if he is still there, he's definitely, I think the most, I don't know if he's the most viable this week. There's two on this list and we'll talk about that one. Now, James Cook quietly took the starting role for the Buffalo Bills this week. I don't know if it's going to be week in and week out, but he did this past week. So I want to get your opinion on James Cook. We didn't really cover in the recap show. 43% of snaps, 64 yards rushing, also with six receptions for 41 yards. Nice role there in the Bills' offense. So what's your opinion on his role going forward, and what's the waiver priority on on him? Do you potentially have him over Zonovan Knight? I don't have him over Zonovan Knight strictly because their usage of him is so weird. So this past week, he played 43% of snaps. His next highest week, was 26% back in week two. It just, you don't know, you don't know what they're going to do. So what's the future outlook of James Cook? I think, I think net season, you're going to see him have a strong year. I think, I think it's a net season thing. What about this week? Against the Jets, I don't like it. Okay. All right. I don't like this name, as I said in the recap show, but do you like Cam Akers falling into the end zone twice? I don't. I think it it seems like a trap to me. I think he had a really good, strong week where he finished a top 10 running back, but how often can we really expect to see this team in the end zone? Um, he does have some favorable matchups coming, so if you're you know really in a pinch, then maybe. He's probably owned in most leagues, um, but if I mean, if you're really in a pinch, maybe, but I don't love it. How many warnings do you need? The man is absolute glass, and he is just a man that's stuck in concrete. I am done playing the Cam Akers game. Absolutely done. That's all I've got to say about it. I agree. Next player on this list, DJ Dallas. Now that Kenneth Walker is banged up and the rest of their whole running back room is banged up. What is your thoughts on DJ Dallas specifically this week for fantasy football? He's worth a look. I just don't know if he would be my number one option because it's very possible that Kenneth Walker ends up being fine and can play a majority of the game. You also have Homer there that is possibly going to get healthy this week. So it, it's a risk because you don't know if Dallas is going to be the only one healthy. 
Do you have more of a waiver priority this week on Cam Akers or DJ Dallas? I would take Cam Akers just because I think you can be confident that he will be the main running back. That is disgusting. I know. Any interest in Joshua Kelly this week? That No. No. I don't. I don't think I do either, but he's a name you still have to bring up, so that's someone to monitor in the upcoming weeks. All right, Melvin Gordon came off the practice squad for the Chiefs. As we said, Isaiah Pacheco seems to have a firm hold as the number one running back on that team. Is Melvin Gordon going to cut into this workload playing against his old team this week? I don't know if it'll be this week. I think he does cut into the workload, but I don't think it'll be enough to be fantasy significant. Is he worth a waiver ad? No, I'm not. Nope. Not playing that game? No, especially this close to the end of the season. Like, every waiver ad has to matter. <laughs> it feels like one that may not matter. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some players then that feel like they're more long-term options for the playoffs here. Ones that feel like cuffs, ones that get some touches and maybe emergency starts, or ones that are backups to starters that have nagging injuries. What's your thoughts on cuffing Jalen Warren going forward with Najee Harris owners, or even if you don't own Najee Harris? I don't think I'm going to just because the Steelers' run game just has not been a thing. Okay. It's not a team that has a really good run game and their star goes out, so you just put someone else in and run the same. Like They just don't have the run game. All right. Are you more interested in someone like Alexander Madison for some reason is only owned at 35% of leagues currently? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, if you're a Delvin Cook owner, you should probably have him sitting there just in case. Yeah, he's a nuclear weapon waiting on the sub when the other nuclear weapon has escaped the yes. nuke pod. Weird yes. analogy, but it seemed to work. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. What about Tyler Algier? Ten touches a game. Feels like a break glass in case of emergency kind of running back. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. He, I mean, he was effective, averaging five yards per carry, but his usage is so weird that I just, no. Nope. What about Zamir White? Josh Jacobs back up, and Josh Jacobs has kind of had a nagging injury over the last few weeks, even though he's been absolutely dominating. Ooh. Is this a cough worth going after? Um, no, I'm going to say no. I, I I feel like if Josh Jacobs got injured, they would just tell Derek Carter to throw it to Devontae Adams 20 more times. 70% of the usage. Yeah. I think he's worth a cup. I think Zamir White is someone you should definitely monitor and maybe, if especially if you're the Jacobs owner, potentially putting on your bench. All right. Any any other running backs that you want to talk about for pickups this week or a potential uh, push into the playoffs that I didn't bring up? No, you covered it. So wide receivers or defense is next? Ooh, let's go wide receiver. We'll get that one out of the way. So always a lot to get out of the way at the wide receiver position. I'm going to start from the bottom. Let's talk about Corey Davis. You see, he feels like he established himself as clearly the wide receiver two in that Jets offense with Mike White at the helm. Uh, had a pretty decent week, almost won them the game. Some bitch who tackled. Um, so, what's your thoughts on Corey Davis pushing himself back into the wide receiver two position? Do you think he's worth the waiver at this week? 
I like some other wide receiver options more. Um, did have a strong week this last week, but it was like his first week in a long time where he's been irrelevant. So I'm holding off. Okay. I think he's worth a decent pickup, and I like what I saw from him this week, and I think Mike White is going to look his way quite a bit. I think he's definitely worth a pickup. Let's talk about someone who I don't have a lot of faith in because I don't think he's shown out much this season, but had a good week. DJ Chark, five receptions, 98 yards, 14.8 fantasy points in most formats. You seem to have a little bit more faith in him. So break this down for me why you would potentially add him off waivers this week. Bat-to-bat strong weeks. I mean, last week against Buffalo, a touchdown saved him, but mm-hmm. still a decent week nonetheless. Um, you know, has a decent matchup versus Minnesota coming up. I think he's a solid, solid Fantasy ad uh, sits targets. He caught five of them for ninety eight yards. So I think he, I think he would be a decent waiver wire look. Um, he is available in in a lot of leads. So I would definitely look at him. I would much rather have Corey Davis or the guy we're going to talk about next here, Nico Collins, much more. Again, he's slowly become the Texans' number one wide receiver. Had ten targets this past weekend. You want some Nico Collins in your life, right? Uh yeah, has. The three out of his last four have been double-digit fantasy showouts. Um, so yeah, I'm about Nico Collins. Ten targets last game. Um, only caught three of them somehow, but did get a touchdown. So I like it. Would you rather have Nico Collins or DJ Chark? I don't Nico because I he like you mentioned he is the wide receiver one right now. Okay. Let's talk about someone that's on some people's radars and not on some others. It, it's kind of weird from league to league. Marcus Valdez-Scantling felt like he got some deep targets this week, capitalized on some, some not on some others. Very uneven play. Is he worth the flyer? Very uneven play. It's going to be a roller coaster, and they he has some brutal matchups coming up. He's got Denver. Um, well, he has to play Denver twice. He has to play Seattle. Um yeah, I, I think I like some of the other options more. But if 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 you're desperate and there's not a lot of these other guys we talked about available, he's definitely worth a, a fly. Okay. And for what feels like the eighth week in a row, Donovan Peoples-Jones, for some reason, still only owned in 55% of leagues. Uh, a rusty-ass former Pro Bowl quarterback is back. But just based on the explosion that we've seen from this season and potential here, you have to add Donovan Peoples-Jones to your roster, correct? Yeah, I mean, still, even with Deshaun Watson's terrible play, he finished wide receiver 28. Like, he was still wide receiver so, 3. Why isn't he on rosters, then? Yeah, well, I don't. I, why won't people add him? It's got to be because he's a Browns player. Like, I don't know. He He's a Browns player that doesn't have the big name. Feels like he's making a name for himself. Yep. All right, Rondell Moore. He's healthy and returning to the slot. A PPR monster. Do you like him in this Cardinals offense? Is he worth a waiver add, even with all these mouths to feed there now? Uh, yes. Yep. Just because, like you said, PPR monster. Um, he, yeah, he can get you a solid number of points. So, yes. Where does he rank on this wide receiver list for you on waiver priority? Um, There's still some that I like more that we haven't talked about yet. But um, of the ones we talked about, I think I like him the most. Even over Nico Collins? Ooh, actually, I think I like Nico Collins and Peoples Jones more. Okay. I like. 
So you moved him from first to the bronze on the podium. Yes. Excellent. Race. He's about All right. To yeah. <laughs> He's about to be in the participation trophy range, according to you. Uh, does Isaiah McKenzie put him in the participation trophy range? 10 plus fantasy points two weeks in a row. I don't feel like he does. No, he's too hard. It's too difficult. He would be like a real deep lead, like if you're really desperate. But no, I do not like him more. Uh, so is he worth a bench at, at least? Possibly, yeah. Um, the, if if you're not looking for someone to plug right away, maybe. All right. What's your thoughts on uh, Zay Jones, who ran 46 of 56 routes this week? So the usage was there, but the numbers were not. He disappointed fantasy owners with a pretty dud of a performance this past week. So are you looking to potentially scoop him up on potential owners cutting him this week? Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of people started him or went and got him after solid weeks against Kansas City, solid week against Baltimore. And may Rage cut him after this week? Yep, Rage cut him after this week. <laughs> has a decent matchup against Tennessee, but then he does play Dallas, the Jets, and Houston. Okay, so you're looking to use him for one week, maybe? Yes. Okay, all right. Let's talk. We got we got to talk about some Bears players at some point this week, right? So let's talk about Chase Claypool. Five targets, which is all right for fantasy. But it was only on 42% of plays run in the entire Bears offense. So, is he worth the waiver ad? Is he going to get usage out of the Bears offense? What's your thoughts on Chase Claypool for the final few weeks of the fantasy season? Uh, yeah, no. Unless your name is Justin Fields, David Montgomery, or Coach Matt, I don't want you. Stay away from my roster. Yes. Okay. Michael Gallup, Dallas's number two wide receiver. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, he's my numero uno. Overall? Yep. Really? Just because of the two touchdowns? Yeah, and, I mean, high-powered offense. Looking like OBJ won't be able to play this fantasy season. Um, yeah, I really like Michael Gallup. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I think he's definitely worth an ad after, you know, two touchdowns and not for the fact that he actually catches the touchdowns as opposed to Cam Akers who just falls into the end zone and right. had an albatross of a weird week. Just because, you know, you have to bring that up once in a while. And Ryan, would you talk like to talk about some potential defenses that you could play this week and into the playoffs for fantasy yes. football? I like it. All right, so this one is owned a little bit more in most leagues, but I think is worth a look. The Chiefs defense, 65% owned in most leagues, but they play Denver, which is a garbage-ass Russell Wilson offense, mm-hmm. Houston, Seattle, and then Denver again. Are they the number one streaming defense to add for the fantasy playoffs? Yeah, for this upcoming week, definitely. Um, you're probably you might want to find a different team to play against Seattle. Uh, but those other matchups are amazing. Especially the first two. They may very well help put you over the edge. Yes. So look to see if the Chiefs defense is out there and stash them on the bench if you can. Actually, you don't even have to stash him on the bench. Just play him this weekend unless you yeah. have, like, the Cowboys or Eagles or something yeah, like that. right, unless you have a top one already. Yep. Packers, 49% owned. Uh, obviously, they have a bye this week, but for the first round of the playoffs, they play the Rams. You like that matchup? Uh, yeah, I love it. 
So they're obviously a stash. Yep. So for the fantasy playoffs, strategy-wise, do you prefer stashing a defense or a backup quarterback? Typically, I already have two quarterbacks, so I'd say defense. Like once fantasy hit, fantasy playoffs hit, like I will roster two defenses okay. if I have to. All right, Raiders play the Rams in week. That is correct. Yeah, no, they play the Rams in week fifteen. So, what's your thoughts on the Raiders defense? For the no, they play the Rams weeks? in week fourteen. I am a damn liar. You have that wrong then. Um, week so 14, would, so you like them for this week, correct? Uh, yeah, and then they play New England, who has struggled offensively. They play Pittsburgh, who has struggled offensively. Um, but then those last two weeks, they have San Fran and Kansas City. Um, but San Fran's in kind of a mess right now, so they, yeah, definitely a solid, a solid look. And they seem to be getting a little bit more pressure on the quarterback as of late. Yep. So they're another sneaky defense you can add for your playoff run. All right. This one's a little bit weird, but is an interesting thought. What do you think about the Seattle defense in the upcoming weeks? They play the Panthers in week 14. Is this a defense you can play to potentially get you to your playoffs? I think I like them more than the Raiders defense. I mean, they're already a top 10 ranked defense. Mm-hmm. They have Carolina. Then they have San Fran, who just had that, who quarterback thing is a mess. The only downside is they do have KC week 16. And then the Jets week 17, if the Jets are still rolling with Mike White. Um, but I do like them for week 14 and 15. Any other defenses you'd like to bring up for the heckling fandom for week 14 waivers and beyond? No, no, you 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 crushed it. All right, guys. If you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, please like and subscribe to the show. We really like if you do that. Leave your comments below if you've got waiver questions. Starts and sits are fine, too. Questions about your fantasy team going into the playoffs, how you should structure it is fine, too. We will answer all those damn questions. Scream yeah. at us in the comments if we have prevented you from getting in the playoffs, although I think a lot of the heckling fandom will let you know that we have helped them get into the playoffs. I know we've helped Adam do that. Christian's team is plummeting, but that's because he didn't listen to our advice on these podcasts. Precisely. Uh, I know I've got some cousins I've helped get into some leagues, and many of the heckling fandom have said that we've helped them. So, guys, feel free to leave those comments below and let the rest of the viewers that are skeptical of us know that you've actually gotten to your playoffs because of that. We would love that. As we said, join the Heckling fandom, and you can do that also by liking and subscribing to the show here on YouTube. We are also in audio formats on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Tune in. Join the Heckling fandom on Twitch and Twitter as well. You can join us on Twitter at garbage underscore time FF and leave your questions there. If you have want them more directed at JJ's direction, if you find him as one of your favorite podcast hosts, you can leave them this way. And Ryan, myself, or Ron will answer them too. And you can leave us a voice and hate us at www.garbagetimeff.com, as we said. And Ryan, how do you win that gridiron autograph Miles Sanders card for Christmas? Uh, yeah, so you got to like and subscribe, um, leave a preferably five-star review on Apple Review, and leave a comment saying, I have joined the Huckland fandom. Fuck the Patriots. Go Patriots. Fuck the Patriots. I will give you two <laughs> names in that hat if you write hashtag fuck the Patriots. <laughs> so there is that. So without, <laughs> you will definitely get point, bonus points from me for all of that. So, guys, again, uh, join us Thursday for the preview show going into your playoffs for next week. We will definitely give you some advice. 
to help get you to that point. We appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Thank you for listening to the show, too. In the spirit of the holidays, good luck. You need that money for them Christmas presents, so go win some fantasy championships for the Heckling fandom. Without further ado, guys, join us Thursday for that show. Have a good night.